Hello there and welcome to Impact Podcast. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 declares the man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. This podcast exists to build lives and empower destinies through the breaking of the bread of the word of God through the very many insightful and impactful teachings that will be featured on the podcast. Our aim is to see lives built and destinies impacted to the end that kingdom come. We're glad that you're here. I pray that you'll be blessed by today's teaching and every other episode that we will be featured while you're here. Please do well to subscribe, like, share, and make sure that you do not just benefit alone, but also have other people benefit from what you'll be hearing today. And now to today's episode. Sit back and relax and enjoy what we have for you today. God bless you. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Impact Podcast. My name is Pastor George and as always, I am delighted to break the bread of God's word with you. Friends, it's a new day and it's a new week. And I believe that even as God has allowed you and granted you and I the privilege of seeing yet another day, um, he said, to set you or place your feet on a new pedestal. God has allowed you and graciously allowed you and I to see the beginning of a new week and a new day. We tremendously bless you this week and we cause you to flourish even in the courts of our God, to be a high flyer in the race of life. So I say to you, congratulations and welcome to a new day. A week of fruitfulness, a week of success, a week of experiencing God on a new level like never before. Well, today, friends, I'm going to be talking about, uh, I am delighted to share what God has placed upon my heart. And this episode is entitled, Just Two Words, Just Believe. That's the title of today's episode, Just Believe. I want to spend some time and talk about the act of believing. The act of believing. Just believe, believe, believe. And what? And I'm going to be running you through a few scriptures, right? And the whole aim, uh, as I run through the scriptures, I'm going to obviously speak on some of them or portray on some of them as the Spirit leads. And the whole aim is to um, engender sound believer and gender the act of believing God's word and I believe in my heart that the God that we serve my God who is also your God will bless you and I as we believe on him and in his word okay now believe believe what does it mean to believe what does it mean to believe to believe dictionary meaning it's basically to accept that something is true especially without proof. To believe means to accept uh, 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 that something is true, okay? Especially without proof, without the tangibility of that item. Do you believe that it is true? Now, I'm going to let you know at this point that spiritually speaking, believing uh, in the power of God and believing in the deeds of God it's something that goes beyond logical reasoning. That's right. Believing in God, in the power of God, and in the deeds of God. 
The fire's reasoning. It goes beyond reasoning. It's more than just having confidence in God. It is trusting in God absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, our reasoning does not do justice to the act of believing and trusting God absolutely. And so, if you must be a man or woman who wants to believe God, you must believe God absolutely. And when you believe God, Absolutely, I guarantee you that it goes beyond reasoning, logical reasoning. Because when oftentimes when we trust God or believe God for something, uh, our logic gets in the way. And so we don't see them manifest. We don't see them happen in our life. Not because God is not able to do it, but sometimes because we are caught up in the realm of logic or analyzing the how, how possible will it be. But you must understand that you and I as humans are limited, even in our reasoning. And so we will see it within the presence, within the presence of our understanding, within the extent of our logical analysis as to how possible it is. And we'll begin to take in consideration parameters of what will make it possible as though we are the ones that are going to bring the thing to pass. And if that is the case, then we will miss it because we are limited in what we know. We are limited in what we can do. We are limited in our abilities. However, when you switch it over to God, you serve a God who is not limited. You serve a God who is not bound within the limitations of man. In fact, we're told in the book of Numbers that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent of his word. What that suggests to us is that first of all, that lying does not exist with God because he's not a man. That lying is something that is found within the realm of human beings. One. It also tells us right there that the, the, the thing that limits human beings, mankind, you and I, does not necessarily or does not at all limit God because he's not a man. He became a man, but he's not a man. And so, because he's not a man, everything that will limit man will never limit God. So, having said that, uh, 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 that, that, that premise clearly, let's go into some scriptures today. The first scripture that I want to pull out this morning is Mark 11 from verse 20 to 24. Mark 11, 20 to 24, the Bible reads, And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, Behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. Here's what the Bible says. He shall have whatsoever he said. Verse 24 says, Therefore, 
I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. This is the story that began with Jesus coming uh, near Jerusalem. And the Bible says he came near Jerusalem and near Bethphage and near Bethany. Now, the next day we were told that Jesus having got on the on the court, on the donkey that was not, you know, the donkey that he had sent his disciples to go and get. That was a new, brand new donkey, never before sat upon. He sat up it and does a story of triumphant entry and went into Jerusalem. And we know that when he got into Jerusalem from the beginning of the story, that he had gone to the temple to observe things in the temple. And by the time it was evening, it was already late. The Bible says he left Jerusalem and went into Bethany. Now, the next day, as they were passing by, he had seen the fig tree. All right, he had seen the fig tree and he was hungry. The Bible says he went to the tree and tried to eat, but well, was looking for food or fruit on the tree and found none. And as a result, he cursed the tree and said, Never again will anyone eat of you. And the Bible tells us, as we pick up from here, that in the morning, as they passed by, as they passed by, having gone back into Bethany that evening, as they passed by, they noticed that the fig tree that he had caused the previous day had dried up from its roots, the Bible says. <laughs> from its roots. There, it's already something that, that caused for you to believe something. Or that shows you the extent to which God's power can work. And Peter said, this is the tree that you had caused yesterday. How did this happen? And again, Jesus began to say to them, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever, uh, whatsoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. But when God, my, in, my attention, it's verse 24, he said to you, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. When you pray, this is the process. You don't get to have them until you believe that they can actually be given to you. However, he says, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And then ye shall have them. In other words, you are first, you have to receive it first before you can have it. You don't get to have it except you received it first. <clears throat> you receive, then have. You receive, then have. What is the difference? Well, for you have got to first receive it in your spirit before you can have it in your hands. You don't get to have it in your hands if you have not received it in your spirit. You believe, the Bible says, then you will receive it. And the Bible says, and after that, you will have it. In other words, receiving, it's you believing and settling in your heart that it has been granted you. All right? It is the spiritual part of your answers. Now, having it is a physical manifestation of it in your hand. So you believe when it has not yet manifested in your hand. Receiving it is you settling it in your spirit. It is you receiving it in your spirit that it has been granted you. 
It's already in me. It's for me. And then you will see its physical manifestation in your hand. That's when you have it. So, receiving is the spiritual part. Having is the natural part. The tangible part. The tangibility of your answer is when you have it in your hand. However, it begins with believing. At the core, at the base of both things is that you first believe. What does it mean to believe? This is where you settle its possibility in your heart. You settle that it is possible, that its possibility is not even a question. That's believe. I don't see it. I don't have it. But I know it is possible. Not because I am just a brainwashing myself. No, because I know who is the doer. The doer is God himself. I know his ability. I know what he can do. This is God speaking. So impossibility does not exist with God. I settled out in my heart. I believe it. That the possibility of it is a settled issue. And I received that. You know what? It's mine. In the spirit. Why? Because the Bible tells us that the spiritual realm governs the natural realm. That the things it tells us in Hebrews 11. That the things which are here are not made of the things which are visible. In other words, that the things that you see with your natural eye, that are visible to your natural eye, were made from the things that are unseen. The supernatural, the spiritual governs. So whatever you have here in the natural already existed, pre-existed in the spiritual. You only pull them into the natural. God has blessed us, the Bible says in Ephesians, with all spiritual things in heavenly places, uh, in the spiritual realm, in the realm where you don't see however it manifests in your hands. So you believe, then you receive it in your spirit, and the Bible says, then you will have it. You don't get to have it if you have not received it first. In your spirit. And you don't receive it. If you don't believe it's possible. If you don't believe that God is able to do that. Are you, are you following me? Isn't this interesting? Isn't this interesting? And uh, that, 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 that the Bible says to us. In, in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. That now this is one of my most. This is one of my, one of my favorite scriptures. If not the most favorite. It says. And now unto him. That is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that walketh in us. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we think or ask or ask or think how according to the power that walketh in us. That God is able to do. So first you must understand that ability is not a problem with God. That your God is able to will and to do. It's not enough to wish or will to do something. But it's, it will demand your ability to actually do what you have wished or willed to do. 
I can wish to do certain things as a man. I can will to do it. But do what the question is, do I have the requisite ability, the capability to bring to fruition that which I propose to do? But your God is able to do what he wishes and wills to do. Now, the Bible gives us a further important information that in fact, not only is he able to do it, but he will exceed the expectation. And that ex- and as he exceeds your expectation, he will do that in numerous times over and over abundantly. Not only is he able to do it, not only will he exceed the level, the extent to which you want him to do it, but he will exceed that in multiple times. He will do that over and above abundantly, more than what you can think or ask. Because your mind is limited. Our, the extent of our thought is limited. To what level can you think? To what extent can you ask God? He said, it doesn't matter how much you ask me or to what extent you imagine it possible, I will exceed it. And not only will I exceed it one time, I will exceed it numerous times. I will exceed it abundantly. I mean, over and above. However, he says, it's according to the power that is at work in you. That power is our ability to believe. That power is to what extent do you believe God? To the degree that you believe that God is able to do this. What is it that God cannot do? Doesn't it bug your mind? And I'm going to get a little biological here. Doesn't it bug your mind that that, that, that at at the moment of intimacy between a husband and a wife, a husband and a wife, you may call it, that what is exchanged or what is implanted, what is uh, uh, given to the woman, it's in liquid form. At the moment of intimacy, husband and wife, that what is being transferred, it's 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 in liquid form, the sperm cells. However, when when the woman is pregnant as a result of that, we actually believe that she's carrying a baby, a baby that will be born at the end of nine to ten months in human form. But they started out with a seed, which is not a seed as you know it. It's in liquid form, something that is washable. Something that at one moment will will wash away. How in the world did that liquid turn to become something that when you give birth to the child, actually has bones and scores and has eyes, features, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, legs, hands. How? When did this transformation happen? Who did that? Thank God for science. And through science, God has been able to allow us uh, a, a preview, have an idea of how this happened. However, there are gaps. You and I know that there are still gaps. Science has done its best and praise the Lord for the wisdom he has given to our scientists. It is him that did that, not man. It's still God. For man to be able to try to understand and do true ultrasound or sonographies, we've been able to see stages of development. But where, how did that happen? 
will try to explain the features and the lookalikes of parents and certain amount of chromosomes coming from the husband and certain amount of chromosomes coming from the wife and the two collapsing together and dividing it and multiplying and these and these all of that beautiful as beautiful as they are and sound but there are still gaps at what point can you tell me that this liquid substance actually became a, a, a material substance as bones, the eyes, the mouth, the ear? It means that in that liquid substance, there was the tendency, the capability, the power the, the, to, to bring forth this. But who makes that possible? And when a woman is pregnant, you and I believe, even without seeing the baby, that what is going to come out at nine months will look something like you. So you believe that. And you don't see it. You don't even know the details as much as it has been explained by science. We still have gaps. That's the power of God. In fact, I am, this is not something I'm making up. If you look at the book of uh, Psalms chapter 133, verse 14 to 17, Psalms 139, sorry, Psalms 139, verse 14 to 17, the Bible says that I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are the works of your hand. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very, that my soul knows very well. My friend was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance <laughs> being yet unformed and in your book all the days written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts towards me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Verse 16, very important. Your eyes saw my substance. The NIV says my unformed body. Your eyes saw this liquid substance. Your eyes saw my substance, my unformed body. Your eyes saw my unformed body. What then did God see? If the body that you and I will carry in our hand when the child is birthed, has not been formed yet. Yet, the Bible says, God saw it. What did he see? What was God looking at? If there was no substance, it is, I have not taken on the human body that gave my spirit an expression. The body you and I have is the expression we have to this realm. But before we took on this expression called body, the Bible says that he saw our substance. Being yet unformed. Oof. And in fact, he had numbered or written all the days allotted fashion for us. The Bible says, when as yet none of them were made. Goodness God. Our substance. That in that liquid substance... It's the great man, is the great woman. In that liquid substance is the is this president, is the one that will become the, the congressman or woman, is the one that will become the businessman or woman, is the one that will become this 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 preacher, that will become this evangelist, that will become the renowned uh, 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 prophet in the world. Is this world changer in that substance yet unformed body? 
but was seen by God, who made it possible, the God that you and I serve. What then is he not able to do? You mean that the God who made the bone out of the liquid substance will not be able to heal the same bone if it has issues? You mean to tell me that the God who formed this, 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 who, who, I'm not even, who formed you and I out of nothing, out of this, this, this seemingly uh, empty thing, is not able to heal a damaged liver that he produced, not able to heal a damaged kidney that he produced, is not able to correct any abnormally. A child is born with no set of teeth. Yet buried in the gum or somewhere in the being of that baby is the tendency to produce set of teeth which will begin to come out one tooth after another in the process of time. And we believe when we're carrying the baby that a time will come when this child will begin to teeth, this child will begin to talk, this child will begin to walk. We believe it with no proof. Uh, why is it difficult for us to believe God? To correct the eye problem. To correct the eyesight. To correct the ear problem. To correct anything that goes wrong with what he made even before we ever saw it. Pinch yourself a little bit and say, just believe. Just believe. Find a way to convince in yourself. Find a way to indoctrinate in yourself that all things are possible with God. You are not in error. They are possible with God. In Mark chapter 9, another scripture, Mark chapter 9 verse 23 to 24, this was Jesus healing the demon-possessed boy that was, brought to that was brought to his disciples while he was up on the mountain and the story of transfiguration. When he came down, the Bible said this man accosted him and brought his son to him and said, I brought them to, brought him to your disciples and they were unable to heal him. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Jesus said, all things, I declare to you, all things are possible. All things, without exemption, without exemption, all things are possible with your God. God is able to will and to do all things. Now, all means all, with no exemption. However, here is a catch. It has to submit to the word of God. It has to line up with the will of God. And the will of God is captured clearly in his word. Why? Because God will not bless you. God can never do anything outside of the limit of his word. No, 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 no. God will not bless you outside of the limit of his word. So God will not just do things arbitrarily. God is not a magician. So don't, uh, let's not come up because I said all things are possible and we we'll begin to imagine or ask for things that does not so submit or that is not in tandem with his will and his word. How if you find it in his will, as captured in his word, even written, that's the right, that's the reason it's written, or it was written, so that it cannot be changed. That's why it's written. 
that no one can change it. If you find it in the will of God as captured in his written word, then it is possible. It is all things are possible. No matter how impossible it looks to you, remember impossibility only exists with you and I. It does not exist with God. It only exists in our realm. It only exists with us because we are limited. So he might look or seem or sound impossible to you, but that is to you. Don't make the mistake of logically explaining the impossibility with God. Don't make the mistake or get caught in the trap of trying to logicalize, if there's a word like that, of its Ah, it's possibility when you're talking to God. You're talking to a God who's able to do all things. I mean all things with no exception. If he wills it, he can. He can. He formed the universe from emptiness, from nothing. He's a man who created time before time was without time. God is God in a class all by himself. And it doesn't matter what it is you're going through, what it is you're dealing with, or what it is you deserve desire and want from God. If it's in the will of God, if it's captured in his word, find rest and find a way to believe it because it is possible with your God. All things, he says, are possible to him who believe. In the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 16 to 18, Mark 16, 16 to 18, the Bible says, he says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17 says, and these signs, not one sign, these signs will follow them who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sea and they will be healed. But it says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. Matthew chapter 9, 27 to 30. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Here's their response. They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus, verse, they carried on. And their eyes was opened. But he asked them, Do you believe? Do you believe he can change your life? Do you believe he can heal you? Do you believe he can save your child, your son, your daughter, your marriage, your husband? Do you believe? John 11 verse 21 to 27. This is a story of Lazarus and his sisters. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that what Ever your acts of God, God will give you. Here's Jesus' response. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Hmm. But Jesus <laughs> said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, here's that word again, he who believes in me, do 
though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me, whoever lives and believes in me, you and I who are alive, whoever lives or whoever is alive and believes in me shall not die. And then he says to her, do you believe this? And I ask you, even you listening to me, do you believe God can heal you? Do you believe God can rescue you? Do you believe God can change you? Do you believe God can do what you're believing him to do if it's captured in his will and his word? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. So yes, Lord, I believe. Now if you go further down to verse 39 to 40, verse 39 to 40, they had come to the tomb now where Lazarus was laid. And Jesus said to them, take away the stone, Martha. And Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. He stinks, for he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, let me remind you, he said, did I not say to you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of the Lord. If you will believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. And I've come this day to remind you and to tell you, if you would believe, child of God, hear me well. If you would believe, mother, if you will believe, father, if you will believe, friend, if you will believe, husband, wife, child, daughter, if you will believe, you will see the glory of the Lord. Why? For all things are possible. To him that believes all things without exemption. So I say to you, just believer, just believer, just believer, just believer, only believer in your God, in the power and his deeds, in his power and his deed. Your God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Only believe that he can heal you, believe that he can bless you, believe that he is able to give you a brand new kidney, a brand new liver, a brand new respiratory organs, or even reproductory organs, and God is able to cause you to bear fruit, to cause you to, to bring forth your children, to cause you to, uh, uh, to do all that he's called you to do because he's able. He is God in the class all by himself. And there is nothing too hard for him. There is nothing too difficult for him. There is no impossibility with God. It might be impossible to you and with you, but that is to you and I, but not with our God. He can do it. He's able to do it. If it's in his will, if it is captured in his word, then believe it, my friend, because God is able. He's not a man that he should lie in it and the son of man that he should repent as he said it will he not bring it to pass he doesn't just say it and does not have the power and the ability to do it your God is able regardless of what it is don't let logic stop you don't let logic hamper you don't let logic pull the wool over your face and make you begin to doubt if you receive it in your spirit you will have it in your hand if you believe receive it in your spirit, you will have it in your hand. My God is able. May that God who is able this day and this week 
show you himself. May he manifest his power in your life. May you see him experientially in every area of your life, even this day and this week. Before this month or this year runs out, may God give you a dumbfounding miracle, a dumbfounding testimony, a proof of his power, a gift of his excellence or the excellency of his power. May you have testimonies that will bring glory and honor to the name of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you and watch over you. Go and be all that God has called it to be. Remember, just believe. Until I come your way again, I remain yours truly. Pastor George, stay blessed. <laughs> Our God is good. Have yourself a great